listening to the longest running and number one rated podcast for all things San Antonio Spurs basketball. This is the Spurs Cast with your host, Paul Garcia. Welcome back to another Spurs episode of the Spurs Cast. On today's episode, I will be joined by Project Spurs writer Matthew Lerma. With training camp approaching next week, Matt and I will go through some questions sent in by fans about the lineup this season. Let's jump right into this episode. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Paul. How are you? I'm doing very well myself. Um, you know, this is this is something where we're still almost done with with the offseason, where training camp is set to start on Monday for most NBA teams, uh, September 26th. And so the other day, somebody sent me just a, a bunch of questions. And what I, what I forgot I used to do is that in the offseason, I would normally ask uh, Spurs fans to send in questions via Twitter. And then I would I would actually answer them on the Spurs cast. And so some somebody actually used an old link from like a year ago, and they sent me a bunch of questions. Like, you know what? I haven't done that this year. I just completely forgot. So anyway, I asked uh, I asked uh, Spurs Spurs cast uh, Spurs fans to send in some questions. They sent me a lot. They sent me twenty seven. And so there's a bunch of different broad categories. So we're only going to address one category today. That's uh that's questions I got about the lineup, and then also questions about this season. We're going to save trade questions for next episode, and then the following episode we'll do more future after this season questions. So before we get into these questions, Matt, Matthew, uh, let's let's first talk about the, the team news. There really hasn't been much. Uh, we're still awaiting the signing of Jalen Attaway. The Spurs haven't signed him yet. And in order to sign him, they have to waive a player first. So again, they haven't done that just yet. So now let's jump right into these questions. Uh, there, were, there were, for this episode, we're going to address eight questions. Uh, some of them are kind of tied together. So we'll kind of, I'll, I'll read each one and then Matt and I will, will answer. So I'm going to go ahead and share these. Again, if uh, Spurs cast listeners, if you're watching these online, uh, um, I mean, if you're listening, thank you for listening on, on your audio apps. But again, if you are watching this online, I, I do recommend that because these questions, some of them are going to have some some research and data in them. And so it's a little bit easier on, on the eyes to see that uh, for these questions. All right, all right uh, Matthew, our first question is by at the Global Spur. They ask, who do you think will start this year as a starting point guard? Then at RXPAT13 had a very similar question. They, they asked, are the Spurs going to have a starting point guard battle going into training camp, or do you see someone who is the obvious starter? So what is your what are your thoughts there, Matthew? Who do you think is going to start at the point? Uh, yeah, I think there is going to be a little bit of a battle. I think that um, without question, I think uh, Josh Primo is going to be the starter. I think that he's ready. I think that he would have been the starter last year. Or, well, we had DeJounte, but I think he would have been in the rotation a lot sooner last year if he wouldn't have just been so young. He came in at 18. But, you know, he had a year at the G League. He uh, he had a lot of impressive games over there. He made uh, Dyson Daniels look like an amateur. <laughs> and uh, I'm just ready to see it, man. Like, uh, you know, he was sick with COVID during summer league, but he, he still played in that first game. And he was being a facilitator, but when uh, it came down to the fourth quarter, he kind of just took off and threw up a bunch of points quick. He had 20 points in the game. Uh, and that it was almost in the fourth quarter when he decided that he was going to take over. So I think that he's going to be our starting point guard, but I also think uh, Blake Wesley is going to be fighting him for it. And I think that uh, Blake Wesley is really athletic. I think that uh, – if the Spurs do what I think and they end up going with Primo and a, and a Trey Jones backup, I think uh, Wesley will be better served uh, on the G League squad. Nothing against him. I just think that to get the reps in and to keep his game up, he should uh, go down there to or go up to Austin and, and you know, give him the business. <laughs> yeah, so I agree with you there. I, I do think as well that it's going to be Josh Primo. I also, though, 
um, wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being Trey Jones, just because I think that for Primo, it's going to it's going to really um, uh, depend on how he plays in the training camp and also the preseason. I feel like if he's not ready, you know, to guide the team yet in those few games that we get those five games, I, I feel like Pop's just going to be safe at least to start the season and maybe give, you know, jo- uh, Trey Jones, who's, who's not a scoring machine, but it's a player who can set up the offense, you know, because I think they're going to run a lot, of their, a lot of their offense offensively through Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell, which we'll get into a little bit later. So I think just a player who can kind of initiate the offense and get everybody where they need to go. I think that could end up being Trey Jones if, if again, Primo's not ready. Now, as far as a point guard battle, I agree with you completely. You know, I, normally I wouldn't think Blake Wesley has a chance here to get, you know, a starting point guard gig or even the, the backup gig. But because this is a new Spurs team that we haven't seen before, a tanking team, a team that's not expected to, to win many games, I do wonder if they're going to go full development route now and just let these young guys, you know, get get their minutes and, and try to just earn their spot there. So, again, I think it is a point guard battle between uh, Josh Primo, uh, Trey Jones, and, and Blake Wesley. But like you, I, I do think at the end of the day it'll be Josh Primo and then uh, Trey Jones as his backup and uh, Wesley. Uh, most likely ending up in the G League as well. Again, if that's the, the typical pop approach. So again, we'll kind of see. So yeah, we have very similar answers there. Thank you at the Global Spur and at RXPAT13. All right, our next question, uh, Matthew, comes from uh, at random NBA fan 27 uh, Their question is, is Primo going to start? So this doesn't have to be the point guard spot, but do you think do you, do you still agree that Primo is going to start somewhere in the lineup? Yeah, I think uh, I think if not right away, I think very soon uh, he, he'll be in the starting lineup. I know that um, the Spurs are pushing Primo into the point guard spot where I think he feels more comfortable at the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we got Devin Vassell there. So we, uh, we're we we're good at two. So we need we need Primo in the one. And I think that with uh, some, I don't want to get in ahead of myself, but I think that we're going to see Kelda Johnson move back to the three from the four. So I think... Uh, I think it's uh, without a doubt, Primo will be in the starting lineup. It's just a question of where, but I think it's going to be point guard for sure. Okay. I agree there too. Again, the only way I see that he doesn't start to at least for the season is, is if he doesn't earn that point guard, that starting point guard role. And then he ends up getting moved to the bench because then I think that Devin Vassell and, and uh, Kelton Johnson are taking all the minutes at the two and three. Uh, so let's go to our next question here it is from at real PJ hoops. Uh, their question is a predicted starting lineup for the season. So um, for those of you watching on, um, online, you can see my, my predicted uh, starting lineup. Uh, what What is your predicted starting lineup, Matthew? I agree with you until we get to, uh, until we get to Doug McDermott. I don't mm-hmm. think uh, Doug McDermott's going to start. If he does start, I think it'll just be for like a few games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think uh, we have Soham. Uh, he, like a, a big reason why Pop sent uh, Primo down to the G League, and at least in his explanation in the interview was that uh, Primo wasn't used to playing the game against like bigger, stronger guys. But mm-hmm. Sohan's been in pro basketball for a few years now, so I think that uh, I think we'll see him starting at the power forward position this year, and if not right at the beginning of the season, I I think it'll be soon. I think that. Doug McDermott's time in the starting lineup is either over or coming to a close. And um, I think Jakob Hurdle is definitely going to be our center. I just, it's also a question of how long. I don't know mm-hmm. how much longer he's going to be with the squad. <laughs> yeah, so I'll go ahead and I should have actually read my lineup for those that are listening to audio. So yes, my my, my projected starting lineup uh, was uh, Josh Primo at the one at the point guard, 
Then you have Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell at the two and three, you know, vice versa, three, two, whichever one, you, uh, you know, the, these days the wings are just wings, uh, the shooting guard and small forward. Then you got Doug McDermott at the four and then Jakob Pertl at the five. Again, this is just to start the season. The reason why I put Doug there still and Jakob is because I, I just know how pop is with the veterans. Like until they lose their spot, I haven't seen, you know, Doug basically lost his spot only because he got hurt. So because of injury. So again, I think that's still his spot there at the four. Now, Pop did go with a lot of them. Devin Vassell and Kelton at the four. And he went very small, you know, four, four guards slash wings and then just Jakob. And so uh, down the road, I could see him maybe doing that, going even smaller with, with uh, maybe maybe, um, you know, putting Vassell at the four again or Kelton Johnson, et cetera. Uh, and then, like you just said, Matthew, uh, you know, I don't know how long Doug McDermott and Jakob Pertl remain on the team. You know, do they do they stay on the team till February, the trade deadline? I just don't know. That's kind of a question up in the air. But at least to start the season, I do still see him keeping those two veteran players uh, in that starting group. But but, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens with the, the projected starting lineup. All right. Our next question comes from at Go Spurs Go. Uh, their question is, what is your predicted rotation and minutes d- distribution to start the season? So. Uh, I'll just go ahead and go through mine real quick, and then you can kind of, if you have a different one, you can let me know, and then you can, and don't worry about the minutes. I know that's really detailed to actually break them up. So uh, I, I have that same that same starting five of Primo, Keldon, Vassell, McDermott, and Jakob. I have Primo getting 32 minutes. That's what that's a kind of what Keldon got last year. I have Keldon going up to 35 minutes. That's what DeJounte played last year. Uh, Vassell also getting bumped up to 32 minutes. Doug McDermott staying at 24, kind of where he was, you know, veteran player. And then Jakob Perto also staying where he's at at 29 minutes. Uh, again, veteran player getting getting older. Then in, in the bench rotation, I have Trey Jones getting 16 minutes at the back of point. Uh, Josh Richardson off the bench with 16 minutes. Again, we don't know how long he's on the team. Uh, he, he could end up getting traded. Uh, then I'm not sure who's going to be the backup three or slash two, uh, whichever position you call that. Uh, I have either Joe Wieskamp because he's a veteran player, but then I also have Malachi Branham, who would be a pretty good fit there. Uh, those either player would end up getting 13 minutes in this projection. Then Isaiah Roby, who they got um, via OKC off the waiver wire, uh, he's he would get 24 minutes, the other 24 for after McDermott. And then lastly, uh, Zach Collins uh, getting Jakob's backup minutes with 19 minutes. So uh, just let me know, Matthew, where, wherever you agree or wherever you, you would make some changes. Yeah. Um... I I pretty much agree. I think that, I mean, I think that we we talk a lot about the uh, training camp battle being about who's going to be the point guard, but I also really think, like, assuming assuming that Jakob gets the starting lineup, I think that the real battle is who's going to be his backup. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, is it is it going to be Isaiah Roby or Zach Collins? And like yeah. uh, Isaiah Roby, he's a really good player. Like. When he was on the uh, Thunder, he was the second best defensive player they had. Mm. And uh, I'm like, and and uh, he said in interviews that like he sees himself as a spur player. Like he's the type that uh, he's the type that likes to stay at one team and play hard, and he doesn't mind a tough coach. And uh, same thing with uh, Malachi Branham. I think he'll be like Devin's backup. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, with a few seasons uh, under Devin Vassell, I think that he's going to learn a lot. Uh, he's like the type of player that is like a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. If you uh, if you go back and read some of uh, the things that were written about him when he was going into college from high school, his uh, trainer growing up <laughs> said that he basically had to teach him everything, like when – Malachi Bryan started off. He couldn't even really dribble the ball. He was just a tall kid, you know. <laughs> and uh, so he learned everything. So I think that, uh, and he didn't just like learn how to play the game well. He he became like one of the best players in the draft. He was uh, supposed to be a lottery pick. 
so we kind of got to still get him in the 20th spot. But I think that uh, I think that it'll be more Branham than uh, Joe Weezy. Okay, so yeah, and you're right about Roby. Um, if I think of when I recall when he when he got, when he when the Spurs got him off the waiver wire, uh, he did play more minutes at the five, and so that's an interesting question. If he's more so of a five these days, then it gets tough because you still have Zach Collins, who that you know they guaranteed his contract for this season as well. So so it, it'll be interesting to see. Again, we can end up like I said, we can end up seeing Jakob getting traded down the road here this season, and then Zach becomes your starting five, or and then Isaiah's off the bench, and that's like that that kind of. Um, fixes that issue there with the with the backup five. So yeah, so that's kind of where where my my minutes projection is. Again, you, a lot of players you don't see there are, are the young players like Blake Wesley, um, Jeremy Sohan in, in my lineup. Just because again, I got to see if Pop's gonna want to go full developmental and start start you know giving these guys early minutes or make them earn it like he has other rookies where you know they go to Austin for a few for a few weeks or months first of all and then and then come up to San Antonio. So again, we'll kind of see what happens there. I'm just going more so with the normal coach Pop uh, coaching route. All right, our next question, our fifth question, comes from at Epic Soap Forty Three. They ask, "Odds we actually see more small forward Kelton this year?" Um, so what I have here on the screen is Kelton Johnson's percentage of minutes at positions per CleaningTheGlass.com. So last year he did play more of his minutes at the four. Um, he played fifty six percent of his minutes there, over half his minutes. And then at the three, he was he played forty one percent of his minutes. Do you think this year, uh, Matthew, that he ends up playing more minutes at, at the at the, the small forward, the three? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that he's definitely going to spend more time over at the three. I think that with uh, a healthy Doug McDermott and with Sohan, uh, I think we're more than capable of filling the the power forward spot with those two players. I think more so Sohan than McDermott. But I think that Kelvin Johnson is a better player at the three than the four. So I think that we'll really see him shine this year, and I'm really excited for that. Yeah, and my question is, uh, you know, where does he end up going on d- defense? You know, do the Spurs put him on on the other team's best defender, uh, wing player? So, like, we talking like LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, uh, maybe like even like Luka Doncic. Is that Kelton or or is that Devin Vassell? Or what you just brought up is Sohan. Maybe Sohan's that player they want to give those minutes to because he has a you know bigger body, six nine, ready to you know maybe maybe they want to throw, throw him out there. So again, that's kind of my question is more so. Um, where, where is he on defense? Who, who are they making go, making him um, play against? And then also, like I said, with the two and three, it could end up being Kelton Vassell. At this point, I just think they're interchangeable, the, the, the wing positions. And for me, it's more so at the um, who do they guard the players. And so I, I do think uh, Kelton will be, as like you, Matt, Matthew, um, there at the small forward a little bit more than, than at the four this coming season. All right, our sixth question comes from at Set It Good. They ask, uh, many are saying Kelton and Johnson and Devin Vassell will be the top scorers on this team. I think it will be Josh Richardson. What do you think? So before we go answer this question, let's just look at what what, what uh, happened last year. So right here on this page, I have the points and field goal attempts last season for each of these players. Um, and again, for Josh Richardson, it's only those games with the Spurs, so just a few games here. Uh, and, and I did round the points and the, and the field goal attempts. So last year, Kelton Johnson, he averaged 17 points per game on 14 shot attempts. Devin Vassell averages 12 points on 11 field goal attempts. And Josh Richardson averaged 11 points on nine field goal attempts when he was with the Spurs. We do want to keep in mind that the Spurs have lost DeJounte Murray, who they traded, who averaged the most field goal attempts on the team with 18. And he was also their leading scorer. So there's obviously more opportunity. So uh, what do you think, Matthew? Who's going to be the leading scorer out of these three players next season? Uh, I mean, I think that it's going to be Devin's year. I mean, uh, just everything I've seen, like, if I mean, I, I follow them all on social media and stuff. So just like watching the workout videos that Devin's posted, I think that he's going to have like a, a good season. 
I think, you know, Josh Richardson, you never want to count anybody out. Like, I mean, he, this could be like a, a great year for him as well. But I think that out of the three players here, Johnson, Vassell, or Richardson, I think that Devin Vassell is going to be our score leader. And I think that Keldon Johnson is going to be right up there with him. And like, you know, it, if it comes down to who's going to close the game, I think I would rather have it in Vassell's hands. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I um, so I'm a little torn on this and I'm not sure. I could see Vassell. Vassell's gonna have that opportunity to definitely make the jump, and he has he has more of that all around game where he can score inside, he can score uh, you know the mid range area, then he can also hit the three. I'm a little worried about Keldon for the fact that uh, he you know now that Dejounte, Derek White's gone, all, all those lead guards are gone, and the, he he was you know he really had a great season from three, so a lot of his points did come from there. And so even though yes, 54 percent of the time he attacked the basket in the paint, I'm a little worried that he may not get as many of his, his three point opportunities, and that's where he got a, a good chunk of his points from without those guards, unless jo- Josh Primo or Blake Wesley, whoever Trey Jones can create for him. Uh, and Vassell, like, like you said, I think more in the half court, he's able to, to get a little bit more thing down the line, too. They're going to end up going to him. Richardson, again, he's more so of a role player where, where you're going to set him up for, for his threes. And, you know, he'll drive in a few times, but it's again, it's not not that consistent. And then also, you know, how long does he remain on the, on the team? He's a, another one of those veteran players that, that you know, another team, a, a, a playoff team is going to definitely want via trade. So we don't even know if Richardson will stay on the team this entire season. So right now, I would I would go with Vassell as like my guess as well, um, and just barely edging out Keldon. Now again, Keldon, we're going to see what did he add that more in between game because I know that like I said, he likes to either go to the paint, fifty four percent of his shots there, or if not, he relies on that three. And, and so again, we'll see if he added some in between game in in his game, whereas Devin kind of has that already, and, and it'll just continue to flourish. Uh, is is what is what the Spurs hope there? All right, so so there, again, we we both think it's going to be Vassell. All right, number seven, our seventh question. This is from at Leroy Patterson. They ask. Who looks to have made the biggest leap from last season? So I don't know if, if they meant to say, uh, you know, who's going to have the biggest leap this season. Uh, so I took it because they put the word last in there. So I just took it as as last year from 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 last year to the end of the year, I mean, from the beginning to the end of the year. So one of the tools I used is a, is a tool that ProfitX.ai has, and it's called a Career Outlook Performance Tool. And it's a pretty cool tool. You can see the players by, the, by their seasons. And on this one, they have an offensive like rating. They have a defensive rating. They also have like a playmaking system rating. And so when I looked at their at their numbers from last year, the start to the end of the year, I looked at uh, just three players who were kind of on the team already. I didn't go to like Josh Richardson or Josh Primo because like Primo was a rookie. Richardson wasn't on the team the entire season. I just went through three players who, who were on the team the previous year to this year. And that's Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, and Yaka Pertle. So when we look at that kind of model um, – uh, we do see that Kel- Kelton definitely improved on offense last year, especially with his three-point shooting. However, his defense went slightly down, and so did his playmaking, according to, to, to their model. Devin Vassell made um, dramatic um, jumps in all three areas in offense, defense, and playmaking. Now, again, that could be because he had just a rookie season, didn't play that much in year one. Then all of a sudden, year two, he ends up you know, getting good minutes and then end up, ends up being a starter by the end of the year because of injuries. So Devin Vassell made the biggest leap. And then Jakob Pertl, he definitely improved on offense and in his playmaking. We saw that last year he scored a little bit more. He was able to, to set, set, his, set his teammates up a lot more. But then his defense barely went down again, just slightly went down. It wasn't a major, major issue considering the Spurs were just a bad team last year. Uh, and so I guess from, from your, more so your eye test, uh, uh, Matthew, who, is, who, who do you think made the biggest leap last season? And it doesn't have to be one of these players. You know, I think it has to be Josh Primo. You know, like I think that uh, – Devin Vassell and Keldon Johnson, like, I mean, they, they're definitely putting in work. Like, if you follow them on their social medias, they're almost every other post that they've made over the summer has been a workout. So, you know, they're putting in the work like they're supposed to. But I think that as far as, like, who's trying to take it to the next level, I think it has to be uh, Primo. Like, uh, he put that his girlfriend posted that picture of him with the swole arms. Like, I mean, that's a whole different person. You know what I mean? So, 
I, I think it has to be Freeman. Okay. Yeah. For this one, I'm just going to go with, with Vassell, but again, I wasn't, I really feel like he could have done more when he got became a starter last year. I know that he wasn't there the whole time, but but again, I just feel like you know I'm I'm a nerd and who likes data and stuff. So like when I see the data, it tells me that Devin Vassell. So I'm gonna go 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 with that. But again, again, you know, it couldn't end up being Primo this year as well. So let's go to our final question here, and this one was it was a little bit interesting. So it comes from uh, our eighth question comes from at sickwit it ninety eight, uh, and their question was it's a funny one here. Is this the worst roster the Spurs have have ever had? So I will admit that back in the 90s, I was a little kid, so I wasn't watching a lot of Spurs basketball, you know, detailed analytical type like I do today. And so I, I wasn't familiar with a lot of their teams. Now, I do know that, you know, the one team that everybody talks about that was the worst one was that year that they got Tim Duncan the year right before me, the 96-97 Spurs, who went 20-42. and 42. So what I've done was I've gone through and put this year's roster. I've also put their points per game from last season. Some players won't have points because they were just they were, they were in college. Uh, and then I've, I've put the 96-97 Spurs roster in players who only appeared in 63 or more games um, because, again, there was they deal with a lot of injuries that year, and that's why they ended up being a terrible team who ended up getting Tim Duncan, though, the following year. So let's go ahead and look at this year's roster. And I'm not going to go through all the points for this for these players, except for the, the players who averaged double figures. Uh, we have Kelton Johnson uh, returning 17 points per game. Jakob Pertle, 14 points per game. Uh, Devin Vassell, 12 points per game. Josh Richardson, 11 points per game. Doug McDermott, 11 points per game. Isaiah Roby with OKC, 10 points per game. Then we have Zach Collins, Trey Jones, Josh Primo, Gorgie Jang, Romeo Langford, Joe Wieskamp, and then the three rookies, Sohan, uh, Malachi Branham, and Blake Wesley. I didn't list some players who are on non-guaranteed deals or on training camp deals like Kata Bates Job or, or Tommy Cousy, because again, I don't know how long they're going to be on the team for this coming season. Uh, now let's look at the 96-97 Spurs. They're, they're, again, they're top nine players who played in 63 or more games. Uh, their leading scorer that year was Dominique Wilkins, 18 points per game. Vernon Maxwell, 13 points per game. Vinny Del Negro, uh, 12 points per game. Avery Johnson, 11 points per game. Then you have Will Perdue, Monty Williams, Carl Herrera, Corey Alexander, and Greg Anderson, all averaged uh, under 10 points per game. So uh, you take this question first, Matthew. Who do you think, do you think, again, we're just mainly comparing these two teams because I, I, I didn't go through every single Spurs team in, the, in their history of it as a franchise, but these two teams, who do you think is, is worse as far as roster standpoints? Well, I mean, I think I think it has to be the 96-97 team. I mean, just like Dominique Wilkins was like at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was 37 he was, years old. I looked it up. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Vernon, what, you know, the only reason he got those points is because other people were out, you know. Uh, I feel like uh, the, the, the team we have this year, it, you know, they might not win the most games and, you know, hopefully like they don't win that much, um, you know, for lottery implications. But, you know, I think that they're going to play as hard as they can and they might not win very much. And that's fine because, like, um, it took Dave Robinson 10 years to get his first championship, you know. So, like, we just have to find a, a new core group to build around. And I think that with Vassell and um Keldon Johnson becoming the the you know the the stars that they're becoming and with the with our three draft picks all turning out to be really good players I think that we have a, a core group and we just gotta build it up I think that our biggest question is who's going to be our our center going forward I mean um Zach Collins when he was drafted he was like supposed to be like this great center mm-hmm. you know uh out of Portland, but he never really became that. And it might be because of injuries, but it might just be that he's not uh, going to pan out in the NBA and we don't know. 
So he's coming into training camp healthy, and hopefully he'll stay healthy this season, and we can see what he's all about. Finally, you know. But um, I think that uh, I think that this team has a lot of potential, and even if they lose more games than the ninety six ninety seven roster, I still think that this is better because we're still we're still building up. Like a lot of a lot of the uh, players here were toward in the middle or at the end of their careers. You know, like the, this is a young squad. Mm-hmm. full potential at any time one of these players could have a breakout season you know what I mean? so, yeah yeah i completely agree there and again it's more so because of where we're looking at this you know this 96 7 and i do want to say the record actually i said it wrong it was 20 and 62 i said 20 and 42 i think anyway we're seeing the end result of that 96 97 team whereas this this team that we're about to watch we don't know their results so like uh, we haven't seen their, their their end result and again there's a lot of players who have room for who can really just go to another level and again that's like Keldon, that's like Devin Vassell maybe then, then there's those three rookies that we don't even know maybe they can end up you know just based on what I saw Blake Wesley at training camp if they give him some minutes that guy can put up 20 points you know you know pretty quickly so again they have those three rookies that we don't know what they're going to turn into so because of that I am going to agree with you and I'm going to say uh, that the 96 97 Spurs are, are still worse than the roster that the Spurs currently have and, and so, again, we'll see what kind of record this team puts together uh, this coming season. Is it gonna, Are they at least going to get to 20 wins? Well, I don't know. Do they surprise some people and maybe get like 23, 25? We just don't know. Again, we'll, we'll see here as, as these games play out. Uh, and so, again, we, we both agree that, that probably that 96, 97 Spurs team was still worse. Uh, even with the uh, team that they put together, but like you said, you know, this, if you're the Spurs, you kind of want this team to not be as good, just because you want to, you want them to be their, have their best chance of getting that number one pick with the Victor Wembanyama. I think that the Spurs this season are going to be better than people think. I don't, I don't really see them coming in last, you know. Uh, but uh, I still think that we'll be in lottery talk, you know. So yeah, well, <laughs> I don't, yeah. we have a lot of picks, so it just becomes. Uh, question if we want to trade up for number one or two or if we want to just uh, get the best players at the positions we have you know so yeah I know no I know and and really what they all they got to do with this year compared to like back then in 96 97 is all they got to do is finish top three worst they don't have to be you know the worst worst record so out there yeah. so the lottery odds are all the same now take about 15 percent for, for the last three worst records all right so th- thanks uh before we close up this episode don't forget to visit projectspurs.com benjamin bornstein is uh he just wrote recently about the best college basketball non-conference games of 2022 he did part one and part two in a series so you can check that out right now on project spurs uh, uh thanks to, to to matthew for joining me today on the spurs cast and thank you all for taking the time to listen to our episodes today as always, I want to say thank you to Joe Garcia for mixing and producing this episode from all of us at Project Spurs. Stay safe and have a great day. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.